a buddy of mine. He's like, you drive really fast. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. He's like, let's trail. I was like, okay, I got to, I got to, I have to have someone to, you know, kind of like, hey, slow down, slow down. (laughs) You know. Hi, I'm Nigel, and you are listening to the first episode of RC Truck Talk. I am really excited to talk to our first guest, recent winner of two titles at the Scale Nationals held in Las Vegas, Nevada last month, owner-operator of the Crawl Space in Wheat Ridge, Colorado, a man totally immersed in the world of tiny trucks, Ikaika Farrier. So let's get started. So when did you actually start competing in RC? I would say 2010-ish. Getting into RC crawling, I actually started running pro and sporty trucks before I even touched a scale truck. And coming from a driving family, being a competitive driver that appealed to me, went to one big event, kind of watched what was going on. I was like, okay, this is this is cool. Um, scored a $50 box of parts, built it up found out some guys were getting together on Wednesday night at a local park down the street. They were comp crawling and I pretty much jumped feet first into it. Watched what they were doing, failed miserably. And I was like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to figure this out until I at least get one course right. And wow. it's all been downhill from there. <laughs> So it's interesting that it didn't come easy. It wasn't like you were just a natural and went, went right off the, you know, first time out and it was a great success. You had to no, work no. Um, I, I When I get new customers into the shop and they're like, I'm, I've done RC, I've done go fast RC, I'm, I want to get into a crawler. I was like, okay, cool, no problem. And I always hold in my head, no one is born knowing how to drive uh, a manual transmission. You have to learn. Right. The, the good ones might not be fast to learn, but they do it the best. The Scale Nationals was scheduled for March 2020, the same month that COVID was declared a pandemic and the USA went into a state of emergency. The event organizers fought to bring it back onto the calendar, and despite several postponements, they finally succeeded. Set for March 2021, it was back on. You know, you kind of get ready. Oh, it's not going to happen. Get ready. It's not going to happen. And then once it finally happened, um, I'm not going to lie. It was definitely a uh, let's go do this. Let's get it done. Awesome terrain. Very well hosted. Uh, the hosted very well. Uh, Jason Johnson and Scott Cawthon out of the uh, Las Vegas area did a really good job. Class one courses were extremely tough. Probably some of the, the hardest courses I've driven on in a very long time. The class two courses were, were very good technical. There was a lot of thinking involved. Class three was, for me, was very interesting this year with the class three trucks being so capable. The course builders definitely had to put in some more time to to design the courses, to keep them competitive, keep them technical, but also keep them uh, doable. In some places, it would hook up crazy. You know, tires grabbing, uh, pulling the truck, pulling the lines you're going for. And sometimes that uh, rock would get the slightest bit of dust on it or schlep off dust and the the truck would just fall right off the line. So it it, it was intermittent as far as traction goes. And I saw on some of the video, I saw they actually had um, out of bounds areas, Mark, on the course to, to dictate how you transition from gate to gate as well. Correct. Yeah. The use of boundaries. uh, I'm not a huge fan of that because I do like the free flow uh, form of most scale courses or just, you know, scale crawler, comp crawler courses. But we can also see when a builder does put in it in a out of bounds mark, then you have to drive that line. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see how, you know, part of part of the skill set is is picking your line between the gates, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Sometimes you can see you really sort of work hard to get through a gate. And other times you, you can see you're trying a little bit and then you sort of, nope, I'm going to winch. It seems like you've gone in with a plan. Yeah, I mean, I have a general idea. And I think over time, I've, for lack of a better term, developed how I want to uh, attack a course or come at a course. I'll walk it get to watch a few drivers drive it, get an idea of like, okay, what's happening? What's happening here? 
what's happening there. And then the, the at least when I start driving, the plan is finish it. <laughs> That's it. Get, get through this with as little penalties as possible and finish it. Uh, the, the minutia of that plan, I am not fully aware of okay. at that time. <laughs> My class two final, I, I definitely had a plan. Class three was the plan or the class three final, I should say, was basically survival. I cannot emphasize the grade without showing somebody the grade of the class three finals. It was like this. I was borderline concerned with myself falling, not just the truck. Right. And, you know, I got through it. I was lucky to finish it. I watched the other drivers drive it. I think one of the, um, the, the drivers before me, his name's uh, Wyatt. I forget his last name. Really great kid. I think he came running down off of the, the course because his truck fell. And then I don't know if he slipped and he, he you know, he kind of, you know, <laughs> throttled out, ran, ran it out and was safe to, to get to the bottom. I'm like, I see that. I'm like, Oh, I've got this kid by at least 150 pounds and probably <laughs> 25 years. This could be bad. <laughs> this could get interesting real quick. <laughs> so no, it, it, that, that that plan, at least class three, was survival. Did you think this kind of course actually played to your strengths? <sighs> That's really hard for me to say because I usually just blank out before I start driving. <laughs> you know, I I, I just I, I look at the I look at the gates. I look where I need to go. I look at the order. I look at the obstacles and you know it's obviously a test of your driving skill so it might have preyed on my weaknesses but fortunately uh, I was lucky to overcome that I'm, I'm saying luck because yes. I'll, I'll take yeah. luck over skill any day <laughs> no never want to kiss away luck that's always a good one no. No. it must be very hard you're driving you're looking at what you're doing you have a task in hand and now you're also engaging in climbing, you know, an unfavorable terrain with dubious traction. And also you're carrying a remote in one hand. And, <laughs> and, you know, and, so what's to worry about? Come on now. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no worries. And uh, the fact uh, the, the other factor I had to deal with personally was uh, I wear prescription sunglasses during the day. And then I had to switch to basically my reading glasses, you know, non-tinted lenses because it was getting dark when oh. we were driving the finals and that has a different prescription. So I'm walking around blinking my eyes, probably looking crazy, trying to get my eyes accustomed back to my regular reading glasses without right. the tint with a different prescription. So I'm like, I caught vertigo a few times and I'm like, please don't fall. Please don't fall. Just, just tense and hold on. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, I have been out to some of those areas and, you know, I know what it's like. I mean, those rocks give you the most amazing traction, like mm -hmm. you said, but I mean, if you happen to, you know, you get down the base of them or you get into those little sand piles and that stuff is, is <laughs> it's like sort of graphite, isn't it? I mean, it has no resistance whatsoever. You just, it's just a. Yeah, a, exactly. Know, a it just kind of slips out from underneath you. And the other thing too was uh, interesting about the terrain. There was actually hollow points in the rocks themselves. You could, you know, you'd be walking along and click, 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 dunk. There's a hollow spot inside that rock. So you're oh. like okay, I probably should step away from this. We need to get something to mark this so nobody puts their foot through it, you know? Oh my gosh. And then other parts of the rock were crumbling. I moved probably a 600-pound boulder just by jumping on top of it to, like, get out of the way or, you know, get a better vantage. It moved and then crumbled underneath my feet. And, I mean, it's, yeah, at least five feet, you know, get, guesstimating the weight. You know, five feet across. Yeah. Fortunately, it didn't destroy any courses, thank God. But I was like, okay, I gotta watch myself out here because wasn't I'm a quite big what guy. you expected. <laughs> no, you know, I can bounce off of rocks all day long as long as they're solid. But when they're crumbling and or moving, you wow. definitely add that factor in there. I didn't realize it was it was like that. That's obviously that it's something you don't get. <laughs> you don't see that on the video, do you? You don't get that impression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, me goofing off somewhere else or whatever. You know that that should never be on a video. <laughs> um, but yeah, focus on the driving and the and the, the, the drivers there. So. <laughs> 
you said that the uh, class three course was was very tough do you think courses should be as hard or do you think should they just be hard and and put the driving competition down to a time or do you think they should have a almost sort of test to destruction element where you you allow for gates not to be completed you know on purpose is is that a good thing or a bad thing do you think uh i i do like technical courses the the point of competition at least in my mind is to test your driving skills i think all of those things culminate all of those factors culminate into the equation of a good course time time management gates that are doable within the realm of each class you know whether it be class one you can winch through it or you know get that that little bit of lucky bump to pop it up through a gate uh, or you can winch it uh class two being the most universal or the most uh easily accessible by the general public um again you know is it that easy pop you know that little quick pop of the throttle or winch and uh, class three again now you've got rear steer dig is available you've got a winch so each class has to have its style of courses you know a class three course would be impossible for class one and you know we're the the, the other thing is we have time to deal with right we have people's different opinions while they're building courses you want to get it done but you want it to be cool and fun and, and challenging and technical and mixing all of that in in within an hour of the event happening, things get missed, but it, overall it, they usually turn out pretty good. Do you practice? If you're not competing, do you practice much or is that something? Not at all. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's been another stigma of, of owning a hobby shop. They're like, oh, you must, you must be driving on these rocks all day. I'm like, no, I, I have <laughs> not running a business. Driven. Yeah, yeah, I'm running a business. I, I pound on a keyboard more than I drive on rocks. Yeah. I have not, you know, we have a hundred tons of rocks in the shop, give or take. I have not touched that with a truck, even a customer's truck that I'm working on in probably about three years. Yeah. And um, I, I rarely get the drive unless it's like go time. Yeah, that, that that's it. I mean, I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't want to ever dispel anyone from not practicing because part of practicing should also be having fun. Right. You but know? if you're busy, I mean, you sound like you're a very busy man one way or another. You know, I mean, it's there's only so much time and there's a lot of things to fit into that time. There's a lot of, a lot of demands on your time, I'm sure. Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. It has been very, very busy. And um, I, I, what I tell people, what I say to people, excuse me, is uh, I work on I work on customers' truck more than my own. Mine, mine usually sits in the corner, looks at me longingly, then gets mad and turns it back to me. <laughs> while I'm working on like ten other trucks, and I'm like, I'll be there in a minute, okay? You know, but to me, when I'm at the shop, that's that's the job. That's right. You know, yeah. Help the customers, get them what they need, fix what I can. Give the best advice possible and, and somebody's going to go have fun somebody's going to go have yeah. fun this weekend even though i'm going to be here working that, on another that, person's truck exactly you know yeah. and uh, i've gotten to the point i enjoy the building more and more and that that keeps fueling you know to drive better as well i yeah. i gotta build and then i gotta drive right do you think we're getting to a point where we'll have the, the sort of the not the ultimate design but i suppose there's a point where there's going to be a formula that everyone will follow do you think i think it's already there yeah geometry never really changes in my mind um i'm the idea guy when it comes to my collective uh hey this is the idea that I have. What can you guys do to make it work? I know it sounds terrible. No, uh, I, I'm at I'm at the point where I have the idea and then I pay for everything. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, okay, this is this is what we need to happen. What can you guys come up with to make it happen? What can we do to make it tangible? I got my buddy Casey over here. He's like, well, I'm going to do this. I run it by my guy Frank. He's like, oh, well, maybe we can do this a little bit. I talk to my partner Ty, he's like, what do you think? And we come together and it all coalesces. 
I almost think about it. I, I spent a lot of years in the music industry. It's like playing the blues. Everybody plays the same chords, but they all play it a little different. Right. So if you like what this person's playing, you're going to go listen to that. Or if you like what this company's doing, you're going to go run their stuff. And that's how people will still, I guess, keep evolving because they want to change something. And eventually a new factor is involved. But I, I think the formula is there. Yeah. Have At you, least how I, I see it. Because it seems to be, you know, there's obviously been a big change in motors. Um, you know, there's the battery packs are getting more and more efficient and smaller. Um, tires have definitely improved. Yes. I, I think uh, the motors are, you know, if you're running a brush motor, you're talking about 18th century technology and how can you make that better? You know, the guys that are making motors are taking that base idea and have taken it to a new level, even though at its core, it's still the same electromagnet. Right. And I, I'm not the guy to ask about that. I'm again, I'm not that smart. Right. I know who makes good motors. And that's what we sell. That's what we use. And, you know, we know that it's going to work. And with how things are evolving through the industry, it's, it's going to be, it's going to grow, but I don't think it's going to change a whole lot. Okay. I don't, I don't know if I'm hitting that right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, I like it. It's like an open-ended book. How's, how's it, is it going to end? Hopefully not. Right. What's, what is this story going to develop into? I don't know, but yeah. it's been pretty good so far. But yeah, it, it's grown over the, the three, the, the past three years. I mean, I remember when we first were in like 2013, 14-ish. I'm like, oh, what, this is it. You know, this, we're, we're at the height of it. And it just exploded even more. Right. So that just opened your mind. I was like, well, it's really never going to end. What are we going to come up with next? Uh, I think it's fairly safe to say there is no better time to be a, you know, a one man startup, you know, production, you know, to produce a workable prototype now, or, or even a small production run, it's never been easier. So. I oh, absolutely. It's uh, yeah. You can prototype 3d imaging, 3d modeling, you know, you can, you can, I think you can get, uh, you know, it's almost like CD players back in the, back in the nineties, you know, back in the nineties, a CD player was like $800. Now you can buy one for 15 bucks. And now somebody's like, yeah, I picked up a 3d printer. Oh, what'd you get? How much did it cost? Oh, I got this. And it was like 200 bucks. I'm like, it's like a microwave, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it's crazy. I, it really I, is. I, I think my TV costs more than that. And, uh, I've been fortunate enough to meet some of the old school guys and, you know, they're like, yeah, we used to cut chassis out of road signs. Like somebody had a one-way sign, took it off and cut a chassis out of it. And right. that's, that's what he did. And, you know, he had to cut it by hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, yeah, you say you talk to some of those people that had to sort of do all sorts of sort of MacGyvering. I think I'm sure they must be shaking their heads sometimes just saying, you know, Boy, if only, you know, we've, we had chances for stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like, well, you know, back in my day and oh, I had to, I had to walk to school in the snow and you guys take Uber. Was, well, back in my day, I made a chassis out of, you know, foil and I got right. through and now you're like, oh, here's your carbon fiber, you know, That's enjoy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't Which know. I, no, it's crazy. On the question of builds, as we're moving in that direction, your class two rig. I feel that's a very iconic vehicle. When did you make that originally? And uh, has it stayed in its original form? Oh, let's see if I can remember that far back. And it's literally only been a couple of years. Um, well, the my class two has been the same color for most of the time. Somehow I happened on this olive drab green. Yeah. And I just kind of kind of went with it. And I think it was, I'm trying to remember now. Started in 2016. 
I built a TTC truck to go out to the Arizona or Copper State Scale Nationals. And that kind of spurned the, uh, what I call the Swamp Series. The, my TTC truck I built is called Swamp Ghost. The class one, which developed, I believe in 17, or I put together, that was Swamp Rat. And then my class two was Swamp Dog. And it held the name through the different variations over time since uh 2017 and it nothing has really stayed the same besides the tires i guess okay <laughs> it's, uh, uh i think i had still had the same tires and wheels uh different axles the chassis has changed over time as we developed uh, the game changer chassis platform and um that has always changed in the the configuration from uh central transmission to a divorce transmission t case uh, that's as its current standing is as close as it has been since like 2000, early 2019. Change the axle. I'm trying to remember what I did. That, that's that's most of it. So it's been a Frankenstein. So it's it's morphed uh, over that. You haven't really stood still. It's just you're constantly modifying. Yeah, you know, I, I'll get the game changer. You know, we we have a group of people that do that work together. We call it the Crawl Space Collective. Um, basically, all the minds that come together on developing chassis. What can we do better? What we can, what can we do different? So as those different iterations come out, I'm the guinea pig for that as far as, okay, let's throw this in there. This geometry is different. Slap that on the axles and the drivetrain that I have. Go run it and see how it does. Call it a uh, trial by fire. Right. And, you know, I've been lucky that it's been working out okay so far. And with our series that we, we host here and then also going out to scale nationals, it's, it's, been, it's been getting the job done apparently. <laughs> Obviously we are not at all of the level of needing a full custom built truck. So how does this process work for someone with say an RTR or a modified RTR truck? You know, I'm sure there are some people say, you know, I want to be a competitive crawler. That's what I want. You know, you know, can you hook me up? This is what this is what I need. I want I want what you've got. But a lot of people, you know, like to test the waters and, mm -hmm. you, you know, from being business. I mean, it's tough an expensive competitive truck. You know, that mm -hmm. might that might be a price barrier, too. Uh, yes. And, and I, I've dealt with all of them. And I should say I've worked with every side, uh, every facet of the community. And uh, I'm going to touch briefly back. Um, you know, the, the, the ready to run has been good. It's also been bad. Um, and we can touch on that if you want, but it, it does get people into the hobby. And yeah, nine times out of 10, most people don't know what they're going to do. And when, you know, what I say to a new customer is like, well, pick what looks cool to you. You know, what, what draws you to that? Right. You know, if, if you get a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, you got, you, they got to look good first, you know, right. <laughs> we'll deal right. with the problems later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> you're just going to slide it in and we'll deal with the problems later. Right. Right. But, uh, you know, and, and that, that gets them into it. And I let them know, you know, this, start with this. Oh, what upgrades are available? Let's not worry about that. Right. Because I've had guys running ready to run trucks. I, my first ready to run scale truck, I drove for what, like two years? Bone stock. Not, nothing. Had a big old cheeseburger smile on my face. And I, tell, I, I say that to people. I was like, you might enjoy this for what it is right, right out of the box. Right. You don't need to spend any more money. I know this is an investment. It's a toy, you know, but yeah. it's an investment in yourself, an investment in fun. And, you know, I do have the guys, I want to compete. And then that's where I say, well, you can't skip cutting your teeth. You're, I've, had, I've had customers, I want this. I want what you have. Just like you said, like, okay, this is what's going to happen. I, I, you know, this is the pre-operation. This is what's going to happen. And it's happened to me more than, uh, more than once on an occasion. Somebody pays me a 
fairly large sum of money for the labor and the time and the parts put into a competitive scale truck. I hand it to them, they drive it and they're like, it doesn't work. I was like, well, remember when I said you need to cut your teeth first, right? You, you, you tried to skip from, you know, point, point A to point Z, right? You can't miss all of that. Uh, again, going back to driving stick shift, you're not going to jump into a quarter million dollar car and expect to know how to drive it. Right. You, you got to start with a crappy Toyota Tercel four speed, <laughs> you know, that you bought for 500 bucks. But it, it amazes me because you can actually get an off the shelf vehicle to, to crawl pretty well. Yes. Um, maybe um, not exceptionally well. And that's, um, that's a factor that one factor that I wish major manufacturers would consider a little bit more is tires, but, you know, and I, I'm, I, I, I'm coming at this very random statement mm. now, uh, from, yeah, from no. both sides. Uh, I'm on, I'm on one side of the counter. I'm also on the other side of the counter. Right. Axial puts out a truck, truck a, let's just say axial puts out a truck. It looks great. It looks awesome. It appeals to the general public and it does what it needs to do. And as I've said to many people, it's very easy to take the truck past its designed engineering in the box. You know, you're going to, they're going to take that truck and the first thing that they're going to do with it nine times out of 10, they're going to pull that trigger all the way to see how fast it will actually go. Right. That potentially can cause some breakage and that. I don't know if this is the right thing I should be saying. That starts the cycle. Yes. But in that aspect, the industry and the hobby grows. Right. This broke or the, these tires aren't, we'll go back to the tires. The tires yeah. aren't working. Well, okay. Well, we at the hobby shop, we've got 20 different tires. Take your pick. You know, well, what's going to work best? Well, if we like these, we like these. If you like the look of these, there's those. You know, and then that fuels the the driver, the customer, driver, the builder. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to get those tires. Right. Oh, those work really well. So that's going to give them that little bump of like, oh, okay, what else can I do? Right. Here's the wheels. Here's this. Here's that. And, and next thing you know, as some wives have told me, I've I've created a monster. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, I was like, and. I was like, I just provide the options. So do you think, can someone, I mean, in your experience in competitions, can you, is, is there still a place for an RTR? If it was compared to this scale nationals, no. No, no. And that's where we need to find a bridge from new customer or new driver, new truck. How do we get them to, I, I don't even want to say my level. That's okay. that's a joke in my head. But how do we get that new driver to come out and have some fun? Right. Finding that in between, I, I hate to say that. It's like, I, I don't want to say I don't know what it is. I know what it is. It just hasn't been done yet. You know, you've had uh, uh, Brian Parker doing his uh, recon G6 thing, which has brought yeah. more people out and in a pseudo competitive spirit. Uh, you guys doing, you know, local groups and clubs doing their get togethers, basing their, their, the competitive aspect of their events and gatherings you know, tailored to their, their friends, their community. And I think it would be really cool to see that organized a little mm. bit more uh, on uh, standardized, I guess. And that, that was like the idea of, of the Sorka rule, but we're still talking about jumping, you know, feet first into a, a full set of rules. Right. And with the influx of new drivers, you gotta you gotta get them quick in a roundabout way, or at least get get them involved, right? And, and you know, get them get them hooked. Hey, come out! It's a lot more fun when there's a bunch of people driving together. Oh, for sure. You know, it, you know yeah. that it's like, yeah. hey, let's all go out. And you know, I, I drove by myself once. Like, Man, this is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, it's amazing. Right. I think because you learn so much just by osmosis, almost. You know. Yes. And, and often, you know, it's like anything in that, in that kind of arena, if you're with a group of people, someone goes, well, try doing that. 
or angle your tires over that way or you know i mean you'll get lots of sideline coaching and and stuff like that and you will improve Mm -hmm. Um, it's okay as long as you have good numbers in attendance there's nothing worse than having a, a you know an event that doesn't have many participants but has a lot of classes then that gets confused it's tough for the organizer Mm-hmm, it's it's mm-hmm. just tough all around, isn't it? Um, yeah. But if you've got large volume of numbers, in, sa- in some respects, if once you get over like a critical mass, it's almost easier to break them up. It would be unfair to put, say, 20 new people in with you. They're not really going to yeah, I mean, that, that, a... learn something, but it's going to be the division, you know, that the performance between between the two groups is going to be vast. Um, yeah, and and that's, that is that is honestly one thing I think about sometimes is like, Slightly going back real quick, I'm going to touch on USRCCA or WRCCA, the comp crawler uh, rule set. They actually did a trail class oh, years ago, and it and it was fun because there wasn't any scale points involved. It was just bring your truck. We're going to run these gates. They're set wide, and it and it worked at least here, you know, in Colorado when we did it a couple of times. It worked. Yeah. But people wanted to keep pushing. To, well, I want to, I want to comp for real. I was like, well, this is still com- competition. It's just not as, uh, you know, involved, intense, right. uh, rule intensive. Oh, well, w- w- you know, and it went from 20 people to 15 to 10. I was like, well, wow. no, no offense. It, that's not, that's, that's not enough right. people. It, it, like you said, attendance to come out. I got to right. wake up 30 minutes earlier, set all these courses. Right. Get somebody to judge them. We we've tried it. We've we what we say at the crawl space. We never say no. We're if if this is an idea, let's try it. Let's right. give it a shot. You know, with our events that we host in store on Friday nights, that is the beginner. There, it's still a, a Sorka based scale competition. But you know if. Little Johnny comes out eight years old and he has a box stock truck and his truck rolls over. Somebody's going to roll it over. We call it the wind. It's like, oops, the wind. And then just <laughs> roll it back over. So he's not getting frustrated. That's that's the, the right. biggest thing that I deal with, you know, try to work around for people is the frustration. Because I remember when I got into the hobby and I was frustrated because I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I'm spending money I, and I, I never want any of my people to have to deal with that you know, right. a little bit but not as to the extent that i did <laughs> so if, so if you had someone with an rtr and they're looking at a second vehicle would you recommend a builder's kit and parts or would you just suggest a box of selected parts hmm. well uh, with, with axial putting out their builders kit uh you know axial element they jumped on that yeah. uh, which was really good because it, it expanded the the options i love options i always i always push options okay you know i i would base it solely on what that driver wants to do he's like i had a blast with this ready to run what's my next one well again we're gonna go back what looks cool to you yeah. Well, I've got a SCX10. Here's a Wraith. Here's uh, here's a bomber. Here's here's something like an SCX10. Here's an Element Enduro. You know, and, and it, I let them dictate, and I nudge in the proper direction. Right. Um, you know, I always say kit. I personally will always go kit uh, for a new-ish driver or you know a, a second car. And then it, to a point, it's like, okay, this is your third car. All right, now let's start talking about custom. Right. Let, let's let's get into the meat and potatoes of it. Let's take, yeah, like you said, a box of parts. Let's pull all this stuff off the wall. Boom. Let's go make some magic. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that, yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, it's, and that's also putting it in the right progression for them as well as a customer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, I, I never want to dictate what someone should do. Like I said, these are the options, but Hey, maybe you should think about this. You know, I watched them drive or they come out to a couple of events. Well, maybe you want to try this, you know, you're going to have more fun with this. And fortunately nine times, nine out of 10 times, they, they, they listen, they follow the, uh, the advice and and they're happy. You know, that's, that's ultimately the goal. These are toy trucks. Let's have some fun. If they've got some skin in the game, if they're making the decisions, if you make a decision for them, it's like, I don't like that. 
well, you, you asked me what I thought, but if you if you try and work with them, <laughs> then they're less likely to come back at you <laughs> if it doesn't work quite the way. It's like, I oh, maybe I maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should have gone with that instead. And you go, oh, that might have been a better choice, you know. So uh, uh, I've I've had to make critical decisions with toy trucks that have affected people beyond critical decisions I've made on multi-million dollar construction sites. And, 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 like it, really, it really wasn't this hard when I was in construction, but hey, okay. <laughs> you know, um, uh, that might sound terrible, but you know, this is, this is someone's passion. Right. It becomes right. someone's passion and you always want to fuel that and you never want it to die or, or you never want to stifle it. Right. And that's when someone chooses brand x over brand a you kind of want to think about brand a dude it might be a couple more bucks um you might not necessarily like the color whatever but you're going to be happy and that's that's the the gentle firm or but firmer nudging that i i try to yeah. throw in there because i i've said to people i've seen this happen before dude go this yeah. way i promise you and nine times a ten they're they're happy with it. yeah but also if, it, if they happen to you know if they happen to like a particular model of a vehicle that might be the deciding factor for them, you know, and, and despite technical difference between two kits, the difference between a Ford and a Chevy, and they're just going to go one way, you know, mm -hmm. so, you, so oh, you, yeah. you can't, you can't rule that out. Can you sometimes? Yeah. And, and fortunately, I, and, and, you know, I provide the information and usually when someone has multiple trucks, they are, you know, a regular, a regular yeah. customer. Um, and I know when they come in, this is what they want. This is what they need. I hint, you know, it's, it's an in out hello, goodbye thing. And those are good days. It's like, Hey, Bob, what you need? I need another kit. Cool. Here's this, here's this, here's this. He's happy. I'm happy. And, and we, we continue that relationship right. <laughs> through right. hopefully many years. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you build with your uh, building trucks, both for yourself and for your customers, what would you say is your most rewarding build or has been or is? Hmm. I've done a lot. I've built a lot of trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should, I should probably start writing all this stuff down. I mean, you're talking about like the most rewarding build I've ever, you know, yeah. over the course of tell you which ones cost the most. I remember those. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I had a, I had a gentleman. His son wanted a truck, you know, kind of on a budget. Everybody's on a budget. Hey, totally understandable. This is what he wants. I'm like, okay. Uh, one of the more um, technical bodywork jobs I've done, I had to lay scale diamond plate on a flatbed and make it look good with as few seams as possible. I was like, okay, I can do this, but I'm going to have to draw some stuff, you know, do right. CAD design, some uh, some cardboard aided design. And uh, I got it down. I was happy with it. I was like, okay, I, I got it. And I, I think I went through like two or three beds to, to get this to work right. Got the truck, painted it up, you know, shot pictures, sent it to, to the, the, the dad. He's like, I love it. He loves it. You know, we're going to come in and get it. Kid is ecstatic about it. He drives it. He's like, oh, it's this is my truck. This is so awesome. I was like, and I, I'm not going to take any credit. I'm like, awesome, dude. You look good driving it. Have fun. And, you know, the dad was like, you did such a good job. I was like, doesn't matter what I did, dude. It matters yeah. what your boy is having a big old cheeseburger on his face and driving that truck. And you guys are going to go have some fun. That's the good part about it. Yeah. That. Yeah. You know, <laughs> me stressing on, oh, I'm, I'm literally blowing through material. <laughs> like, okay, well, that didn't work. That's over. Oh, that didn't work. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, but. It, it, it didn't kill me. It, right. it made uh, you know a kid's day. Hopefully, you know, right. He's out having fun with it, and the dad didn't have to sweat it. I was right, like, that works. I, I'm good with that. And you took it as a challenge too. <laughs> yeah, every build's a challenge. Yeah. Um, I always I, I I push for perfection, and not only in technique, or not not even just the end product, but technique, uh, time. If I can do it faster you know, bigger, better, faster, more. That's, that's my mindset. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, I was, I was in the construction industry for a very long time. Um, that's where my building aesthetic or, or push comes from. Can I do this better? Can I do this faster? Can I do, can I make it stronger? Can I make, 
you do all these things. And um, that has definitely helped with building tiny trucks. I have less splinters, less chance of death. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's not screaming at me. You know? it, it doesn't smell funny unless I'm, you know, doing body work, you know, it's uh so that's added into all that. And that's allowed me to create. I've always been a hands-on yeah. builder, you know, woodworking, pottery, painting, everything. So, you know, now I have my little, my Zen area of, of workshop and I can, I, can, nice. I can do these things and make a little money too. Yeah. Well, that's always handy, isn't it? When the money aspect's always nice. You know? <laughs> yes. It, it's nice. It's, it's nice to do things that you enjoy and you know, oh. make a little money doing it. That's, yeah. uh, it's, it's good. And I'm not... I, you know, I'm, I'm still building for a customer, but I've been fortunate enough to have customers say, I want you to do this like it was yours. I'm like, you don't, you don't want, <laughs> no, I want it like you do it. I'm like, all right. You know, I was a tattoo artist for six years. That's, that's another thing is like, you, you do it how you would do it. You sure this is permanent right? You, you understand this, right? It's on you. This is No, this is what I came here for. And that's how I learned. But that's nice like, though. That's nice. Yeah. It? Yeah. It, it's a very, it's a very nice compliment. Yes. When yes. it's a demand. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a demand, but it's a compliment. Okay. No, it is. It is. You know, and it's, it's I mean, I think tattoos are a little different. I mean, you do really want them to be sure that's exactly what they want. <laughs> you know? yeah, we're not inebriated while we're making this decision, right? How about no. It? Yeah. Okay. There's no ulterior, there's no alternative mind state right now. No. Okay. All right. Let's go. Okay. We're, we, good. we're good. We're good to go. <laughs> yeah. You signed the paperwork. So. Did you ever have a build that was a big disappointment? This is going to be aired public, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Oh man, I got. I'm, I'm going through the Rolodex. There, no, that one was that one's okay. I honestly don't think I've ever had a disappointing build. I've had frustrating builds. I've had time crunch builds. Maybe I think the if there was ever any hint of disappointment or feeling of disappointment, it was after I built something for a customer. They were you know, maybe a little uh, needy about this. Well, when is it done? When is it done? Is it done yet? No. Okay. It's done. Yo. Oh yeah. Give me some time. I'm, I'm kind of a one man act around here for building and uh, I get it done. And then I'd see what they did with the truck after they got it. And it's like, you know, there's like 20 hours just in the cab alone. You know, it gets destroyed or, the, the paint job that I took, you know, I paint really fast. <laughs> I've been lucky with that. You know, I've had people, oh, your paint jobs are amazing. I'm like, dude, it's like three colors. That's it. I'll, I'll let everyone know it's just three colors, but I have a technique and it's nothing special. I do a paint job. Maybe I've ripped out like a beautiful gloss paint job, you know, like this should be in a house of color magazine. And then you see it dragged over rocks or it tumbles down i'm like oh god no 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 because <laughs> no, i know i'm gonna see that on monday and be like hey can you fix this i'm like yeah i can, yeah. I can fix it <laughs> and, and you know I'm not, I'm not naming any names obviously and I, no, no, it's, no. It, it's happened a few times i'm like well if that's what he wants to do with it and that make and that makes him happy and he has fun with it cool but i know i'm going to be catching hey can you fix this you know yeah. on monday all right yeah give me a week you know so that, that is that is one downside to the rock crawling is you build these vehicles and they're all nice and shiny and they look great and then you you know that they're just not going to look like that in a short space of time you know once you go over the first few you know crunches and you stop wincing it's, it's okay after that but it's that uh, those first scratches are the worst i think you know yes i, I i've said many a time take pictures now because it's only pretty for one day right <laughs> oh what do you mean <laughs> Uh, to, just 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 go with that go with that information take it in process it how do you feel and then i'll see you in a week yeah hey i need a new body okay nope you were right yeah i know <laughs> you know I, I i think yeah the first rc paint job i did that's what stemmed with speed is it took me 10 hours to paint this body that was super super simple it was my own truck and uh i put one scratch in it i was like no, nope, I'm done. I'm just going to put that up. I sold it. I was like, I'm not going to worry about that thing. And then oh. that's where my, my, my 
painting technique came into play. I was like, how can I do this faster? How can I not spend 10 hours? Because I can't charge a customer 10 hours to paint a body. Right. That's insane. You know, yeah. that's, you know, to, to get it done quickly, efficiently in a timely cost conscious manner. That's, that's right. another push that I go for. I, I've taken digs a few times because I'm learning something went completely wonky sideways that couldn't be controlled. So I, that, that doesn't fall on the customer. Right. You know, oh, you know, the paint dried weird. Okay. You know, <laughs> luckily yeah. I've had paint dry weird and it worked. And I was like, well, that's, is that okay? Oh, oh my God, that looks amazing. Okay. Yeah, sure. Great. Good, good, good. <laughs> that was the intention. Yes. Yeah, that's what I meant to do the whole time. I don't know what you're talking about, you know? <laughs> I, I feel like I'm exposing secrets here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just don't ask me to do but, a second one. That's the only trick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I recently, I have two bodies come in and it's for a husband and wife good friends like we want this the same i'm like oh okay <laughs> but um, I, I i've done enough bodies in that whole vein that i can usually rip them out pretty good and, yeah uh, i think i actually yeah at nationals i had a few people hey how much for that body I'm like, oh, i don't know i mean i was surprised <laughs> my body held together as well as it did because i was it was literally smoking as I was putting it together because I was running so much accelerant on it. I'm like, this is this is going to be interesting when <laughs> if and when this falls apart. <laughs> so I mean, it sounds like the the crawl space is not you know not your average run of the mill hobby store at all, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I mean, the 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 first hobby shop I walked into when I was young ripe age of 10 years old, not knowing what was going on. Uh, it was a combination fishing supply store and hobby shop. And, you know, you kind of get the, and this is in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So we do things a little differently in Hawaii. I don't know what your experience is with hobby shops, you know, here, um, you know, in the U.S. picking up that you're probably from England. I am. <laughs> and, I uh, am. <laughs> I was going uh, to do my uh, interrogation. I mean, ask you some questions about that later, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, what you dealt with there or what you've dealt with in the States, you know, you kind of, I'm not, we're not atypical, you know, yeah. we're not some old guy behind the counter, maybe smoking cigarettes and reading a newspaper, ringing up, you know, a little bottle of paint or some, you know, uh, doll hair for little Miss McGee down the road. It's definitely, um, I, I, I'm looking at my wife as how to describe the crawl space. Uh, tongue very tongue in cheek, very laid back, uh, very hopefully uh, inviting. I mean, we're in a warehouse, so there's not a whole lot of, you know, uh, hey, you know, you're in a warehouse, you know, you, you get some uh, more socialite moms with their kids coming in. And I try to be as disarming or, or, I'm, I'm losing my words here. Non-threatening as possible. Uh, <laughs> I, I scare people sometimes and I don't mean to. I just, I can just be there and it's scary. <laughs> so, um, and uh, yeah, we, we never wanted it to be, oh, it's just another hobby shop. No, this is the crawl space. This is me. You know, this is right. the extension of me. Yeah. It, it never, never, never fall into any one category. How did you manage with COVID last year? Did that have much effect on your business? Um, it, it, there was definitely an effect. We were very, very lucky to survive all of that. We stayed busy enough to keep the lights on. Uh, a lot of new people got into the hobby, which was really cool to see. You, you hear about how bad it was for other industries out here. The restaurant industry did not do well it's it it sucks to see that but we definitely were lucky to to get through all of it and i thank god that that we got through it because that was that was definitely a i, I don't want to i'm not going to downplay the potential for what this virus does can mm -hmm. do the reaction was definitely big uh variable that i weighed in every day in my head okay what are we going to do and we got through it. We're alive. We're, we're functioning. And hopefully that never happens ever again. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I think it was devastating. Like you say, it's, you know, it's a tough one. You know, it's hard when you look around because obviously, you know, the other shops next to you and everything else, you're all part of the same community in a way, aren't you? So it's, it's not, it's not, you don't want to see other people 
struggling either, you know. No, I mean, uh, you know, I, I know feast or famine from the construction industry. Yeah. And, and feast is really good. Famine really sucks. Oh and, my gosh, and, doesn't and, it? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you, you, those are, they might not be your neighbor, but at least you know them. Yeah. And you want, you want everyone to do well. You want everyone to be okay. Right. And, you know, when we were going through our, our kind of recession at a time from like 2012, 2014, 15 or whatever, um, we were kind of becoming a network. The shop became a network for people in the, you know, I get a lot of blue collar industry guys. I was like, Hey, you know, Hey Bob, you got, you got an H, you know, you got an HVAC company. You looking for anybody? It's like, Oh yeah, we might be looking for some people. Hey, I know, give me your card and I'm going to pass it over to this guy because he lost his job and he knows how to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and getting people not only growing in the community for RC cars, but it's like, well, Bob needs help. John needs a job. They kind of do the same thing. Let's get those guys together. And now not only did somebody get a job and somebody got some help, now they're, they're friends. And then on the weekends, they can enjoy playing with RC cars together, you know, running nice. trucks together. So yeah, it, it just, yeah. it all comes together. It all coalesces in, into bigger than just, Hey, we're playing with toy trucks. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. No, it's, that's a nice part of it, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I, that, that time in the field teaches you a lot. Yeah. You know, that, you know, we're, we're all, you know, when we're in the field, we're all a bunch of, you know, <laughs> scumbags running around, ah, we're making money, you know, let's go build something. And, and then, but, you know, when, when people are adversely affected by, you know, global situations, we still come together. Right. What do you think is your major challenge, you know, as a business owner for the crawl space? Early on, it was, getting people through the frustration of, you know, helping them with whatever truck they had, you know, getting them pointing in the right direction. We haven't had that issue much lately. I think, I think the biggest struggle, there's so many little ones <laughs> that I have to wade through misinformation with the pandemic. We had a lot of people jump on YouTube and, and, you know, the transfer of information, you know, we're, we're an information society, but the quality of the information is the biggest thing. I hear it every, every day, all day, every day. I saw this on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's take a look at, it. yo, <laughs> they said to do this and I did it. I was like, okay. Oh. And, you know, we're not going to name any names. And there's some people that should be giving information and there's some, there's people, some people that should. shouldn't. Right. I have never said I'm right in any way, shape, or form. I just know what works. Right. If this is going to work, this works for me, I, or I had this issue, this will work for me. You kind of have the same issue. Let's try that. Right. And fortunately, I've been lucky that people will take that, take that guidance. I don't ever want to, again, I don't, I don't want to say I'm telling someone. Right. Hey, try this. They're like, oh, well, they said this on YouTube. I was like, yeah, well, you know, you can try this and you try that. And then if it's completely absurd, it's like, well, you know what they say about the internet, right? They're like, yeah. don't believe everything you hear. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and it's good that people are getting that information, you know, getting their thing out there on YouTube. Every, now everyone's a, a creator. You know, I'm right. a YouTube creator. I'm an influencer. Okay, cool. Um, but at least when you're doing it, try to make sure you're doing it right or at least well yeah. and that that's it, it hasn't been a big opposition but it's definitely well that's not necessarily right and we try to be as gentle with that as possible right and i mean i think the trouble is is you know there's there's seeing something on youtube and then there's actually researching something on the internet which is you know can be a different animal for something i mean <laughs> you know there's there are two sides to every argument and you know, and I mean, I think some people are very happy just to put one foot firmly in one camp and that's it, you know, and it's, it's not always the case, you know, and it's, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of other businesses that were, you know, the last thing they want to hear is, hey, I Googled this, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. that I will be very blunt about. They're like, "Well, I bought this on Amazon." And I was like, "Well, you can call them. Call yeah. Amazon if you need help." I mean, you know, if it becomes an opposition situation, usually people are like, "Hey, I got this on Amazon. It's not working." I was like, "Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not working for your application. Let's look at this over here." And I I, I hate I've been the bad guy for a long time up until the past couple of years. I have to be the bearer of bad news. Sorry, dude, you got you kind of got burned. And then that kind of gets taken out on me. Yeah. Well, I, I spent this. I know you spent this. I'm really sorry. That's not going to work for you. You yeah. know, it, it's not going to, it's not going to give you what you want. It, it does what it does, but it's not what you want it to do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's always the danger, isn't it? it? If they're looking to you to help them pick up the pieces, that's always going to be a mess. Whereas mm -hmm. had they came to you in the first place and, and spoken to you, that's a different scenario, you know, yes. because that way you could have said, well, you know, maybe given circumstances, I would think about this over, you know, this product over this product, or perhaps think about this aspect over that aspect and least wait out. You know, I mean, the end of the day you can present the options and then they make the decision like you say they you bring them in onto that equation and yes. you're not you're not the bad guy whereas if you if you uh if you're the ones to say it then the chances are that you know whether it works or not they <laughs> the person they yes. come back at is uh is you <laughs> so. yeah and and you're absolutely right and and we want them to come into the shop and you know if it's their first stop about half now it's like oh i never heard of you guys or i heard about you guys after i bought this i was like cool what can we do to help yeah. you know what can we do to get you to enjoy your rc truck as much as possible if you need some advice we got it if you need parts we got that too you know whatever yeah. whatever gets you having fun that's what we aim for yeah do most people know who you are when they come in the store <laughs> um not <laughs> not really most of the times when i go out to events uh you know i go out of state uh to events that's usually when it comes up you know hey that's the guy that's that's the crawl space guy that's uh the, the tattoo guy whatever uh, i recently went to uh the uh ultimate scale truck expo yeah in florida, in florida. Um, down down yeah down yeah. in florida that was my first time i've been wanting to go for a while finally got a chance to go down there and it was i don't want to say eye-opening but almost refreshing to have probably nine out of ten people not know who i am wow they're like oh crossfit i was like yeah and then we can we can speak candidly sounds terrible i've been famous before in other in the music industry uh i try to think i handle it well because i i put my pants on one leg at a time just like everybody else does i'm nobody special i did what i did in that industry i do what i do now i don't ever it feels like there's sometimes a preconceived idea of what i am yeah and it, I, i'm i'm no one special you can you can talk to me however you want and you don't i i appreciate the praise it's very nice it's very humbling because i i can let my ego run away real quick if i wanted to but i never <laughs> want to do that especially with this it's toy trucks you know yeah. but yeah. but don't don't think i'm any but i'm any better you know if somebody knows who i am and wants to tell me i i do well or likes what i do hey man that's cool man you can yeah. do that too you can do, you can do, oh, no, I can't. What do you mean you can't? I don't ever want to hear can't. If I can do it, I know everybody else can do it, you know, and, and you know, kind of break it down for people like, yeah, dude, we're, we're just hanging out. We're playing with toy trucks. We're having fun. There's right. no difference between you or me. We're, we're, let's have fun. You know, yeah. don't, don't worry about what I'm thinking. Don't worry about what I think about what you're doing. I want to, I want to know what you're thinking about. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I want to share those experiences with people. Right. Yeah, because you never know. So, I mean, it always, always amazes me sometimes. You know, somebody that doesn't know anything about your subject can actually make an insightful comment. Sometimes mm -hmm. you go, "Oh, I never thought about it like that," but 
yeah now you come to mention it i think <laughs> yeah i can yeah. i take what you're saying you know you say you can always learn from things like that can't you so absolutely it's a good i've always said it's a good day if you can learn something new yeah if someone oh i don't know who you are okay cool you know let's talk let's wrap let's share ideas let's let's exchange information yeah let's let's grow let's share an experience let's share a moment and learn from each other yeah. you know no, definitely yeah and i believe you're you're hosting the uh rocas rojo in june aren't you Yes, uh, Rokas Rojo, um, uh, my business partner, uh, Ty Giebel, he, uh, we kind of discussed it back and forth as far as like, hey, let's start, let's do a, let's do a big event. Let's do a national event. I was like, okay. Uh, he and I hosted the 2015 Rocky Mountain Scale Nationals uh, at the time. I think we did pretty good with it. There is two factors that were a big issue. One of them was my fault. One of them was the weather, which I do not control. And then we had a, a food snafu, but we have that figured out. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, we've got that planned. Uh, that's kind of been the big push for the past couple months and uh, definitely looking forward to it. Got a lot of people interested in it and we're cramming a lot of events into three days. Are people signing up for it now? Um, we've got a lot of interest. I'm actually, I've been, I was working on the ticketing today and we're going to be releasing the tickets or access to the tickets as soon as we kind of get all the bugs worked out of that because we're trying to do that through our website to just kind of consolidate it instead of bouncing around from paypal to eventbrite or eventzilla we just keep it in-house if you will yeah and where everybody can get into get the tickets yeah. yeah exactly just once we have the budget then we can put on a bigger event yeah. And that's the push. We're going to push this budget once it comes together to, to make an awesome event. I think people are ready to start participating a little bit more, aren't they, this year? I think this year everyone's kind of busting the gut to, to get out and sort of try and feel normal again. Hopefully your time yeah. is, is good, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we won't have, we shouldn't have any rain or snow in June in Colorado. If we do on that day, I'm going to be like, you know what? Someone hates me. <laughs> someone, someone. <laughs> I got plenty of those. And, uh, uh, somebody upstairs is not happy with what we're doing. So we, we, uh, when we did scale nationals in 2015, that was in April, which is on the cusp of the most craziest weather you can ever get in Colorado. And we got rained on snow rain mix for like a day. It was beautiful in the morning and then it went rain, snow mix. And then it was sunny and like, 80 degrees the next day. Oh my God. So uh, that was the weather factor. And with this big event, what's that? Yeah, we, we were getting rained. I mean, there, it, it, everything turned to mud. I was just like, oh, it, it's like Woodstock all yeah. over again. <laughs> not, not a good combination. No. no, especially when, you know, you've got people hanging out on a side of a hill that turns in, you know, goes from 60 grit sandpaper to like a slip and slide. Ooh. You know, we've, yeah, when yeah. Red Rocks, where uh, the location where we host the majority of our events at Red Rocks, when it rains, it, you you get off the rocks. Oh, you just don't even try and walk on it. It just turns slick. It's crazy Ooh. to think of that. Yeah. So, so not yeah, that was what, yeah. So that had more implications than I realized when you just had the word change. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not what you want. Not what you want. <laughs> no. Uh, we, we've had events at another location more in the mountains and the area was known for thunderstorms. And as soon as, you know, dark clouds come and you hear a rumble, everyone is Move. literally running off of these two monolith style, like monolithic rock formations because there, there'll be a, a thunder cloud, thunder and lightning cloud that will literally just blow right past it. You could it within 30 feet of it. Wow. And I've seen I've seen a thundercloud probably the size of like a house cruise down this valley, you know, shooting lightning everywhere. It, you know, it's just a weird anomaly. And so I was like, yeah, no, no one die today, please. <laughs> you know, <laughs> come down off the rocks. We'll wait till it we'll wait till it cools off. It, you know, wait till the the, the the rain goes away, and then we, we'll go continue to have more fun. So <laughs> I have not had anyone die at an event. No. I've had. <laughs> <laughs> it can be bad for press you know so <laughs> yeah you know any press is good press right 
<laughs> yeah, I think a whole new mini to kill a revenge, but yeah. <laughs> Good one. Um, but yeah, we've had some scrapes and bruises and, and busted busted noses and things like that, but fortunately nothing nothing too uh life threatening. Yeah. No, and I mean you know, it's not until you, you know, people that do rock crawl, you know, take their vehicles out. I mean, it is hard. I mean, it's very, very easy to fall down because you're not, you know, you're not given full attention and uh, it, it's pretty easy just to slip or slide or, you know. Yeah, as, as one I, foot in the wrong place, you, yeah. want, you know, a little patch of little patch of sand or dirt that turns into, you know, like you say, graphite, just, yeah. you know, there goes that leg. That's you it. Know. And then you're trying to keep your radio off from falling. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll throw my body in the way first. <laughs> Protect my radio at all costs. You know. But we, 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 at every event, we say if your truck starts to roll down the hill, just let it go. I can, we can replace trucks. We can't replace bodies. Yeah. Replacements trucks that start at three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, look at the gradient from the nationals. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to roll down there. Mm -mm. So, no, no, that's too much. No. I've covered all my questions that I had. Cool. Kaika. Yeah. So, is there anything? you wanted to add or you want to tell people how they can reach you? Uh, yeah. Um, crawlspaceco.com. Uh, we've got our Facebook pages for the crawlspace. Uh, my other shop, the crawlspace South, the, uh, Rocus Rojo event coming up. Any major events that we will be hosting will get its own, uh, Facebook group. That's how most everyone communicates these days and all of our events can be found on our website and our online web store is linked through the crawlspaceco.com. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the time with the Kaika as much as I did. I wish him continuing success as both a competitor and a business owner, and I hope he manages to get out on his rock pile and have some fun. If you want to check out the crawlspace or you're interested in his upcoming event, the Rocas Rojo, then you should check it out online at www.thecrawlspaceco.com. If you enjoyed this episode, then please recommend us to a friend and if possible, leave a review. For more information on RC Truck Talk, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Credits, music by Crowanda, audio production by Lee Street Productions. Again, thank you all for listening and I hope you make some time to get out and get a little dirt on those tyres. <laughs>